Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. We're here with Bogle. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bal here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 8, the promo. So, let's raise a glass. Uh, the bottle. And some spilling <laughs> the GNT podcast. Wait. Everyone, welcome back to another episode Spilling the GNT podcast. What we're doing is we're covering the All-Stars 8 promo. We, we did a part one last week, which mm-hmm. covered uh, Candy Muse. It was too far, too too long ago. I can't remember. Um, look uh, at the okay. notes. The, the notes say, last week we covered uh, Heidi in Closet, uh-huh. Mrs. Kasha Davis, oh. Nisha Lopez, Ooh. Kahana Montris, yes. Candy Muse, Ooh. Darian Lacay. <laughs> And Monica Beverly Hills. Oh, not not to be Ooh. confused, Tom, with uh, Monica Bootle <laughs> or Anastasia Beverly Hills. Oh, Anastasia. Yeah. Now this week, now as you know, we haven't yet seen the promos. We'll be we'll be off it. Now you, yep. you're getting our genuine genuine reaction mm. and whatever we know of it. Of course, we already have an idea about the rumored cast, mm-hmm. which um, we have spoken about before, and thus far our expectations yeah. have been confirmed. And as but. Yeah. And as as we did last week, we were you know we we blessed you with part one, <laughs> with um with, with with part one and our our kind of reactions um from the first set of queens that yes, were released. Yes. Now this week we're gonna do the same with the second half. Mm-hmm. So um hope everyone's had a great week. Um yeah. hopefully everyone's been keeping well. Tom, how have you been? I've been good, thank you. Um things are good. Can't complain. That's my usual boring answer. How are things with you? Things Anything go- to tell us, Paolo? No. Any no. secrets to reveal? Not on, not on the, not live. Tom. No, no, no. Could could get us better ratings no. if you started. <laughs> if yeah. you started um, revealing deep yeah. truths, people might actually start listening to us. If we start, <laughs> should we? Should we? Should we make up things? Make up things, yeah. Should we? Should we? Should we pull a Robbie Turner? Um, I almost died in an Uber crash. Is that what you want to hear from me, Tom? The story of Robbie Turner is such an intriguing. I mean, maybe she'll pop up on this cast, but um, I will say a really good video if anybody's interested in the whole like story arc of Robbie Turner on YouTube by Green Gay, who does a very good YouTube channel actually, where they they kind of like do a little deep dive into different drag race themes mystery stories and the robbie turner one is fascinating robbie's an interesting person we all know that robbie kind of dropped off the radar probably a year or two after appearing on season eight because she came out with this outlandish and untrue story that she was in an a crash in an uber and the driver died and of course that was all in very very poor taste because it turned out it was a big fat fib um people have been cancelled for less though you know I think I think she. Uh, what the interesting thing about it, and it does come out in this video with Greengate, is that she was in the habit of telling fibs, just 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 to have like a an interesting story to regale people with. She did it a lot on Twitter, and you know, um, on All Stars Eight when she won the not All Stars, All Stars 8, sorry, Eight season, season eight, eight season Eight when she won the New Wave Queens Challenge, um, yeah. and Debbie Harry was Led there. Chicken wings. And yeah, the chicken wings. Uh, and she was backstage with Kimchi and Naomi. And Debbie Harry came back for a little visit. And she said, "This is the best birthday ever." Either Kimchi or Naomi has since confirmed it was not her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was not her birthday. It was actually, indeed, not her birthday. Hmm. It was not her birthday. So uh, Robbie, Robbie made a mistake. There was a very, very poorly judged thing. Uber came out and said nobody died at Stonewall. No, <laughs> nobody died that night. Um, what do you What do you think from a mental uh, mental health practitioner you know, point mm. of view? What are your thought? What do you think um, about this behaviour when someone is, you know, ha- has a history, a pattern of lying about things? Is it to garnish? Um, Garnish, garnish. I'm hungry. Is it to garnish your steak? Sorry, is it to garnish? Um, is it attention? Is that what it's about? It it certainly must be, especially the kind of. Is it also to paint yourself in a certain way? Yeah, I think Robbie was painting herself as a kind of raconteur who was living this very interesting life, very witty. Because some of her, some of her stories were very kind of like. 
uh, somebody said this to me in Starbucks and I had this witty retort and everybody clapped, that kind of thing. So it is definitely to paint yourself in a certain interesting light. And that, that to me, speaks of a bit of a struggle with self-esteem. It must do, you know. There's, there's no need to paint yourself in some untrue light that is like, you know, fascinating and witty and rah, rah, rah. Um, if you don't have some doubts about your own ability to be a fun and interesting person. And it's such a shame because like Robbie was cool on drag season eight. She was talented. She was funny in her own right. She was hilarious. She was I great. loved her. She I- was really part of the legacy of Seattle Queens. Let me tell you a story about Flex. <laughs> No. Yeah, exactly. But you know, many so many queer people go through adversity that can erode their self-esteem. They can be told that you're you're bad and you're wrong and all these things throughout your developmental years. And so it's no surprise that so many of us come out the other side with with bruised self-esteem. Mm. And Robbie Robbie made some poor decisions, but she, she didn't kill anyone. She didn't abuse anyone. She didn't kill that Uber driver. No. Um but, you know, I think Robbie... Robbie, it, come back. Robbie can make a comeback. She said sorry. It was a bit... There was a bit, another story. <laughs> like, watch the video. There was another story in the apology. But, like, she's gone away, bless her. She didn't have to go away. What was like her story? Sorry, it wasn't Uber. It was Lyft. Well, the second version of the story was that... Um, that somebody spiked me and it was a vivid dream. Oh, God. I was like, no, stop there, Robbie. No more stories. Rob, Robbie. No more stories, Robbie. <laughs> but like, with a sincere... Take a sip. With a sincere apology and an, an acknowledgement of why people were upset. And clearly she's not done anything publicly of that in that manner since. She stopped that behaviour. So she's shown that change. I think Robbie could come back. Absolutely. There's room for compassion with, with a, an apology and a sincere commitment to change. Yeah. Yeah? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Robbie, there it is. This is how you come back. Okay? I know she's listening. No more stories, mama. It, it, yeah, exactly. If I were to say to Robbie, it's like, Robbie, you're fab. You don't need to do that anymore. Just just apologize. Come back. I mean, all stars. Yes. That's it. That could be a great redemption, actually. She should come in as a zombie Uber driver. Oh, my God. Do you think she should walk in that like that? That would be so drag and so camp. I survive. <laughs> oh God! Oh, could you imagine? Oh God! I don't need letter. Too much. Even I hope yeah. that you're enjoying listening to our podcast wherever you are. Whether you're walking the kids in nature, taking the dogs for a walk, on your way to work, you poor thing, um, <laughs> doing the dishes, cleaning up at the gym. You know what? I remember I used to. I always listened to something at the gym when I used to go to a normal gym. And um, I went with oh, my friend Melissa. Get the CrossFitter over there. And, and when I used to go to a normal gym with normal people. <laughs> and um, Melissa, I used to go with my friend Melissa. And then after the gym, she said, Paulo, do you know that when you're sitting in between sets, do you know that you're like, you, you, you look like you're spazzing? Like, and I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, like, you mean spasming. You mean she's, spasming. She's like, you're spazzing. Like, are you? And I'm like, oh, no. Is, is, dear, is it, just to be clear, spasming is the word, okay? Spasming. Spasming is an offensive term. Oh, is it? Yes, yes. Okay. What you're saying is spasming, like a, an involuntary muscle contraction. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't know. Everyone else who's using the word stop, it's spasming. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm judging. Mm. Because in my mind, I'm like dancing, but you don't want a full on dance. So you think that you're dancing only in your head, but you're not. You're actually doing little like involuntary, like, you know, I'm like, Shimona. <laughs> I'm like doing that. I'm like doing yeah. the like, you know, I'm like doing like the, 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 the side to side head, the shoulder. And, and, and I'm like, oh, it's I can quite, I can, I, 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 know, I know exactly what Melissa's talking about. And then sometimes she's like, yeah. And then sometimes I'd hear you like singing something. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I wasn't singing. She goes, Maybe you don't hear yourself singing because you got your headphones on, but you were singing along to it. So and I was I, like, am I the only one that does that? It's really frequent that I know your home before the the, the door goes because I can hear you singing. Mm. The cats know as well. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't experience that no. to be the truth, Tom. So therefore it is not. Okay. Your connection to the truth is as strong as Robbie Turner's. <laughs> Leave her out of this. Leave us. Let's get into the next queen. Yes, I would love to. Hi everyone, James Mansfield here. I was originally on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9. 
James Mansfield. I'm a Tahana living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I love whimsy. Yeah. I thought I was being served a comedy queen. James Mansfield. James Mansfield. Before we even get started, I want you to give me your first memory of your first impression of James. Go. Um, well, I distinctly recall that the edit tried to make her look a little bit foolish. And that was really, really obvious because she walked in and she was pouting and posing and doing her little kind of 50s starlet bit and going, ooh, and ah, and stuff. Ooh. And <sighs> they deliberately made it seem prolonged. Um, so I, I think I was aware from the beginning, kind of like, oh, they're being a bit unkind to this girl. She's she's doing something. Okay. And I was I was um, easily taken from the edit because I saw an unsure queen and maybe that's just her thing. She come the way that she comes in and acts like, oh, like, oh, I didn't, didn't know this was happening. Well, sorry, that's Robert Turner's interesting. But Robbie. do you know what I mean? You've got her on the brain. But um, it just see, it seemed very unsure to me. Very, like, I don't know what she's doing. Like, huh? Well, that was her narrative throughout the rest of her time on season nine, really. And they, they really laboured that, I think. Um, I think as that went on, my impression of James was certainly... This girl's really interesting. She's very camp. She's got concepts. Um, she seems talented, but in this format, for whatever reason, she's not shining to her full potential. Mm. Um, I got a real sense that she was overpowered by a lot of big personalities. And I remember moments in Untucked where people would particularly single her out to talk, to ask her to talk kind of thing, because she seemed a bit shy. But I think... James seemed a bit puzzled by everybody's response to her, I recall. I think she was just like, I'm just being me. You're right to say that because other queens coming for, not really coming for, but other queens, like, look, they're going to come for, like, Eureka straight away. Do you remember? I was didn't saying Eureka that- forget her name and called, just said that she didn't, hadn't remembered her name or something? But then she also said something about her puppet, um, is that fake? That's and it. And they're like, That's what, the it. accent, they're like, the, the puppet. Yeah. No, the... You. Like the persona. Yeah, yeah. no. I th- about, thought that was yeah. quite unkind. Th- but then let's moment. be honest, Eureka came for every... I remember I yeah. remember loving Eureka yeah. in that season, in their first episode, because every queen that came in, she came for. Eureka... I mean, she met her match when Trinity, her rival, oh, came yeah, in. Yeah, and she yeah. was like, oh, oh, can't do that because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> it's Trinity. She'll come for me. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Eureka was great TV, but I think in that moment, it was a little unfair to single out James. I think it was clear that she... I guess the impression I got was that she perhaps felt a little out of her depth, perhaps felt a little that she was struggling with her confidence. And I, I just thought that there was so much potential there. That was my main impression of her. There was a, there's a parallels that I draw with some of her reactions with Dela and Bendela. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what it is. There was a, you brought up that moment in Nantuck when they were asking her to engage. They're like, mm-hmm. James Manfield, like, you know, engage. I think that was a, 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 an attempt at being kind to her to try and draw her in a little bit and yeah. to hear her voice. Can't remember if it was Charlie or Alexis or somebody. But it was her response. It was a response. I think she was sitting there thinking, I don't understand yeah. that why everyone is not getting me. Mm-hmm, she doesn't get mm-hmm. it. This is, and you put so much into your drag character and mm-hmm. you, it almost becomes, it is a part of you and you do become protective of her. Yeah, you, you become protective. And she, yes. she, she said that, she goes, when I put, when I, when I put on James Mansfield, mm-hmm. I'm putting on this, this armor and I feel untouchable. I, it's a superhero. I, I remember her yeah. talking like that. And you know, I tell you what, I, I remember that moment so clearly because it was just so real. Yeah. She's sitting there going, oh my gosh, people are coming for her, but actually I want to protect her, but mm-hmm. she's actually the one protecting me when I put on the costume and I remember Dela saying something very similar um, about being very protective yes. of her drag character and she got really emotional and it was season six yeah. do you remember yeah yeah because Dela feels as though you know the person behind Dela feels that Dela's kind of saved her doesn't she yeah um, you know she's been very open about her struggles with mental health and depression and how Dela uh, really became a vessel to confidence and really saved her um and that may be something similar for James. I mean, I've got to say I'm really happy to see James here because we've said all that, but there's a next chapter to James. And I think she's one of the early out queens who has done fantastically in terms of her career. 
since um, leaving season nine. She was in The Queen That Stole Christmas, and I've not personally seen it, but I know everybody's raved over her performance in that. I have seen plenty of her YouTube videos uh, in terms of wig styling, telling the stories of... I love her aesthetic. I love this, like, 50s Hollywood bombshell. Obviously, it's all in the name, James Mansfield, Jane Mansfield. Mm -hmm. Um, I love her aesthetic, and she's such a talented wig stylist, and she's really made that work for her by combining it with her persona and giving a bit of queer history. Absolutely. Um, she's fabulous. I think she, I'm really, really happy to see her. And I th- one thing that I like that queens do, um, other queens do, with, is when they kind of endorse and promote and mm-hmm. push a lot of the queens who didn't really get the airtime. Mm-hmm. For example, the reason that I kind of kept up with watching James Mansfield throughout the years is because of queens like Bob the Drag Queen mm-hmm. who would always talk about James Mansfield and say, go yep. check her out, go check out her channel, you know, and their personal anecdotes about working with James. Mm-hmm. Oh, James mm-hmm. is amazing. James is a really, really good wig stylist. And you were saying, I mean, the Trixie, Trixie does the same thing. Well, Trixie uh, and James both came up in Milwaukee. So they ah. know each other from very early in their careers. I remember Trixie and Katia, I guess it was on Earn doing a season nine promo uh kind of a uh, review and Trixie was really excited about seeing James and was very much like she's fab amazing um and with Bob she she restyled Bob's iconic ugly wig didn't she which one <laughs> oh. oh I'm, I'm joking I'm joking what would I know but yeah it was it was really it's really nice when queens do that when Love queens that, yeah. pay tribute to other queens who you know don't really have as much of a platform so I was really so I I do believe mm. that in doing so and Bob doing that and Trixie doing that has really given her more kind of like like Full count, and and the term is that people are going to watch her things now. People are keeping an eye on her, and yeah. people are interested in her because of what these queens have done. And I think that's probably why she's now back on All Stars, is because of the help um, from these other queens. And I think that's really awesome. I, I would say, I would say, just adjust that slightly. That like, I think she's being given um, a little bit. I love I, I I what you're saying about Bob and Trixie. I love when queens with superstar status do that for the queens who haven't had the much as much airtime. That's really magnanimous, and you know I hope it's not experienced as patronising. Um, but that's been helpful to James. But it's her talent, I think, that has really helped her to keep going yeah. and and to boost her career. You can be the most talented person in the world, but yeah. if no one's watching you, there you go. That's true. If no one's yeah, watching that's you, that's totally true. Are you? Yeah. So yeah. So. I'm not saying that she wasn't talented. If a queen styles a wig in the woods and no one's there to watch her. <laughs> Did she really style it? Did she? No. Philosophy no. on this channel? Yeah. <laughs> channel. Yeah. Before, we move, on, before channel. we move on, I want to say this because I've, I've thought this ever since I watched their season. Mm. I love James's forward role. Oh, me they, too. When they came for her, I was like, "Yeah, are you are you blind?" <laughs> she came in like a wrecking ball. She really did. She and that I loved it. I loved that front roll. Oh. And also, I'm going to say it. Go on. She won that lip sync against Kimura. I believe that as well because it was B52's Love Shack. Yeah. Um, and that's about camp. It's about having fun, being at a party. Not I mean, about, it can be about whatever, but she won that lip sync. She she served camp, whereas Kimura was giving her... I mean, Kimura's gorgeous and she's sexy, but it wasn't right for that song. And Kimura does this thing as well where she falls over and it's like a sexy fall over and I've never really <laughs> bought into it. But um, I, I appreciate what James did more. But James won... I will die on this hill. James won mm. that lip sync. I agree. I agree. But I don't think they wanted to get rid of Kimura because she was. As, they were in that process of RuPaul's Drag Race yes. where they were trying to get in social media. Yes, yes. And trying to you know, get a lot of support from social media. And she brought a huge platform. So I don't yeah. think they wanted to get rid of her. Kimura, Asha, Farah with their social media kind of Instagram. Because Instagram was the big thing then. Um, yeah. uh, they were representing. I know my way around here. My name is Alexis Michelle from season nine. Broadway is back in the house and ready for action. I'm Alexis and I'm a floozy. I, I'm probably, this is the, probably the most happiest I've been with a cast reveal. Absolutely. Alexis Michelle. I am bristling with excitement. That's all I need to hear. 
that I don't need to hear any other cast members <laughs> on this. Everyone else can I, go home. Alexis Michelle is, is back. Give her her own program. Well, she kind of has had her own program, hasn't she? She did the um, the program with uh, BB and Jujubee and Thorgy. Alexis um, Michelle, season nine. Talk, talk to me about her. Oh, talk about a favorite. Um, of course, James's season nine sister. Mm-hmm. So, um, could an alliance form there? Could a relationship be? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I, I just think Alexis is fantastic. She's fantastically talented and she's fantastic TV. She's got everything we need for this All Stars season. I think she's hideously underappreciated. I really I'm glad do. you finished that. Oh, I think that she's hideous. <laughs> just edit it. Just yeah. edit it to end it. I'm going to make you look bad, Tom. I want to just cut it there. <laughs> I think she's hideous, hideous, hideous. <laughs> make it a mix. Hideous, ah, hideous. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm Alexis Michelle. You know, everyone will know. I mean, we quote mm. it all the time. And oh, I think one of our most quoted, I think. I think people will always go to the... Alexis Michelle. Tamer, do you watch the show? Um <laughs> With the cringy Michelle Rose to um to take my breaks in. and you know what everyone focuses on that as though that's her like iconic oh uh-huh, my god uh-huh. moment. But can I tell you for me? Go on for me, yeah, Paolo, yeah. My favorite moments of her because there are many. When she held a PTA meeting oh and untucked, when I tell you she she got the girls girls come around here please. <laughs> Girls, please come around. She, she got can we all the, gather? Can we gather? Girls, girls. Yeah, I know you're lip syncing too, but please come around here. Still yeah. me. Farrah, just take take that iPod Nano out uh, of your ears. Producers, go to craft service. I've got this, <laughs> got this lighting. Camera one and two, please pan here. Close up on me. C- camera one, tight shot on me now, please. Tight shot now, and action. <laughs> when she held a PTA meeting in Antarctica, to growl the girls. I loved I loved it to, every second. To of growl it. the girls yeah. as to why they let her <laughs> go out looking like this. The the queen of The way I- the way a celebrity talks to her PA, you oh, know? Amazing. Like why why didn't you why is there turnip in my salad? Why? <laughs> Why? I was like the audacity. She is a star. Of course, the number of times that I've I have helped you, I've helped everybody here, uh, and yet you let me walk out there in this. She had a conference. I just love her so much. Oh, um, she's fantastic TV. She's giving us so many good moments. Um, just to talk, talking in terms of talent, I do think. Alexis is a queen who more than qualifies for all stars. Um, she was in a really uh, competitive season and she made top five. Um, she only just missed out on the top four. She competitive left. season? No, that was really like easily for Shay to win. No, it wasn't. That she, well, she didn't win. I know, but like the whole season was really Shay storming it and then the I upset. I know. I thought there was a bunch of talented queens there. Valentina, Nina Bonina. Huh. Sasha, Peppermint, Trinity. We've got like all stars winners here. Huh. <laughs> okay, you may not agree. But- no, I, I feel like season nine was really Shay like everyone else was amazing, but I do feel like Shay was kind of Th- that's that's fair enough. But there were I'm all- not saying that everyone else was you know, I'm not pulling Raven, everyone yeah, Sasha, you're shit, you're shit, everyone was everyone else was shit. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for me, watching the show after a few episodes, especially after Valentina left, it was very clear to me that Shay was taking the win. But I just think there's a, that's fair. That's fair. Yes, yeah. Shay dominated the season. But, the, you know, when you look at some of the episodes and how well executed a lot of the challenges were on the whole and how it was like, oh, you know, it's quite hard to pick a bottom. I think it was that kind of season at times. Okay. okay. Um, I'm happy that we can have these conversations, Tom, without respectfully. drinks being thrown. Well, wait till we finish okay. recording. <laughs> <laughs> wait till we're off air. Okay? It's just, just away for that one. I do think Alexis had an incredibly strong start to the season uh, where she won Snatch Game. She could have won. Uh, well, you know, she was in. Uh, not to discredit Shay, she was in the running to win the Kardashian musical with her amazing Chris Jenner. Um, and then I feel like in the second half of the season, maybe she got a little rattled. But I do feel that the critiques got harsher for Alexis in the second half. Specifically on Alexis? Very much so. I agree. After the roast, after I the agree. roast, like, sure, the roast wasn't the funniest thing I've ever seen. I, 
maintained to this day with a different edit and a different laugh track, she could have been safe. I, I'm, I do think so. Tom. Well, you know, like the cold <laughs> reception she got when she walked out. Michelle, I wore your favorite color, girl. Tom. You know, that didn't have to be so cold. Like, there's a laugh in there. The girl painted herself green. Give her some credit. And then, like, um, in the makeup pilots episode, the pilots. you know, somebody had to be in the bottom three with Nina and Valentina. I guess it had to be Alexis, but did they have to be so harsh? She was still very, very good. In the makeovers, she should not have been in the bottom three. I agree with you for the makeovers, absolutely. Peppermint. Peppermint was saved by Wintergreen. Wintergreen's charisma carried Peppermint through. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Peppermint's Wintergreen saved her. Because Alexis is, if Alexis is one thing, she's polished. Yeah. Her hair, her makeup. You know, with the exception of the... Um, I know what you're going to say. The club kid look. <laughs> the club good look. I mean, her forte... It's like she ran out of, <laughs> of white powder. Maybe she did. Maybe she ran out of Tipex halfway down. Um, okay, so Alexis is great at beauty. She's not that good at avant-garde, maybe. But maybe she'll change this, this All-Stars. What I'm trying to say, really, is Alexis is a really full-package queen who makes amazing TV, and I've got such a huge soft spot for her, and I'm so excited to see her on this season. Absolutely. So many great moments. The yeah. I take you all choosing me as a compliment. <laughs> love it. Love it. I think that you guys think I'm real fierce competition. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can chew Nobody. what Alexis Michelle can chew. <laughs> what is this accent? It's, it's, what is this accent? This is now is what this, she sounds is, like. Yeah. Okay? Everyone, like, if you've never heard Alex and Michelle, <laughs> we're giving her to you on this podcast. You're welcome. You are welcome. Like, I'm, I'm actually like giddy with excitement that she's on this <laughs> so season. I'm, like, I can't wait. Everything about it. Like, here's a hint. Don't make it about my wife. Oh my gosh, as well. <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- then, oh my gosh. I mean, to be fair Good. to her, you know, uh, she's. She's allowed to experience her insecurities, and that's what she had in that moment. Um, but you know, but still, it was a it was a TV moment. It was just fantastic. It's just like, do you know who I am? You don't it's come for me. That, that, that. It was very, very much that, that kind yeah, of energy. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. held a PTA meeting. She grilled them for reading her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she was glad they chose her because she, she's big competition. I mean, you cannot you cannot phase if, this queen. We, you yeah. you need to. You need to love Alexis Michelle. She is the original delusional drag queen. But she's not delusional. But she's not she's delusional super talented. because she's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I mean, the delusional edit queen, isn't she? Well, actually, the original delusional edit queen is, is Chanel. Yeah. But, you know, what great company to be in. Oh, my God. I would, I would love to see Chanel and Alexis in the same season. And she birthed the... Amazing, over the top, <laughs> the hardest Jen. working the queen hardest... Jen. in the business. You want a verse? I'm gonna give you a bridge, a verse, a chorus. Uh-huh. I'm gonna repeat that line. I mean, Jen is the original, amazing, over the top queen, she... and she was birthed by our lovely Alexis Michelle. Alexis gave birth to her. She shared her with wealth. She worked it in New York of... City and she swirled and twirled. That's <laughs> all I need to hear. That's all you need to hear. Um, I guess that kind of makes her Rose and Laguna Blues auntie. In a way, hmm. I'm and, waiting to see Laguna on. Oh uh, yeah, Laguna. When is she going to appear? She's very, very talented. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, so so happy that Alexis is here. We love this queen. Super absolutely. T- I actually think she's got the capacity to so, go all the way and win this. Uh, she's absolutely top three material. Absolutely. Always go for the gold. Work good. Here I am, Jessica Wilde from season two. The chicken is back. Coco Zoro Escandalo. Season two's Jessica Wilde. Fantastic. Very, very happy to see Jessica Wilde. Absolutely. Um, from the early, I love it when they bring um, queens from the earlier seasons. Yes. Now, season two is actually running out of queens who could appear. There are very few season two queens left who have Who's not been stars. Um, obviously, poor Sahara has passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mystique Summers Madison and uh, who could forget Nicole Page Brooks from Atlanta, Georgia. She'll, she'll be, I, I can guarantee you she'll be next. I would love to see Nicole Page Brooks because she's an amazing personality queen. Yep. She really, really is. Um, I can't. Th- I, I may be missing somebody, but it feels like everybody else has been. 
Shanji, Sonic, Morgan, Raven. I mean, King Tyra for... I mean, for, for an all winners, yeah. the redemption she, we all need and are praying King, for. King Tyra has said that she would never come back to the series. She That's has said it time and time again. Mm. So... Mm. There was that very interesting. But uh, then she we, also says she caught dragon. She never come. She never do Tyra again. But she is back. But she is back. So maybe let's hold on to something. Yeah, let's hold on to something. But there was that very interesting um, interview recently with Joseph Shepard that's worth checking out for anybody out there who's listening um, to yeah. us today. <laughs> well, yes, yes. There are some missed opportunities. I'm not. I'm not here to critique. Oh, yeah. I'm not here to critique other people's style of interviewing because I do. <laughs> no, feel, go go on. You go ahead. I do feel Tom. <laughs> I feel like the, I, th- I do feel we're great interviewers, but I do feel like you specifically you. You're very good at interviewing. It's very kind of you to say. I would. You're very love good. to interview. Yep. King Tyra, a very interesting person uh, with a very interesting story. Absolutely. Um, and you know. People are entitled to their feelings about King Tyra. One of the first but... things that you bought me, Tom, mm. one of the yes, know, one of the very few, say. one of the very few things you bought me as well. Very few, yeah. but one of the first things Neglected you bought you me are. was a um, a singlet, a vest, mm. and it said, "I love this drink." I love this drink. And if everyone thought that was cute, Tom was being shady because he bought it a size too small for me. So then I was like, "Oh, you're telling no, all his way." Internet sizes are oh. hard. <laughs> Internet sizes are hard. Oh, wow. Oh, great. It's a medium. Thank you very much. Oh, me, okay. a medium. Last present you ever get from me, frankly. <laughs> so, don't just say, but she's very iconic for a lot of moments. I love this thing, the, the Rocker Chick Challenge, where the thing about me as a performer looking at um, Jessica Wilde is I think she really chose her name very well. She yeah. is wild in the sense that she goes 100% on yes. stage. Yes. She yes. just comes so alive she mm. really has so much energy oh yeah yeah on stage. and i, I, I remember that every single moment whenever there was a time to perform in any way she mm-hmm. would give it everything yeah the rocket chick challenge where she went out there and went mayhem i love it i mean i don't know how she beat tyra to win that episode <laughs> this group it for my girl little baby boys and Stop, girls leave her. I, I love it <laughs> girl did talking back- about t- twirling and swirling girl did a back bend she did a backbend. I mean, it was like, oh, what if I do did a backbend in her rap? You know, that mm. uh, uh, I'm a bitch. Uh, they're like, oh my gosh, she did a backbend. She was not the first girl to do that. It was Tyra mm. Sanchez. Thank you very to be, much. To be fair, she went for it, but did I enjoy it? I did she, enjoy listening to her because she, she was calm. She broke her arm so that she could have the mic on the other <laughs> side of her face. Uh, you got to give her credit anyway. So. But Jessica did win that challenge, and for good reason, because she's an electrifying stage performer. Yes, which is really funny when they they gave when they used her star power mm-hmm. and her star performing st- performance style against her. And the reason they sent her home, apparently, and her lip sync against Satyana was because she went too hard. And yeah, I, like I mean, James Mansfield, I want to say. She won that. Jessica Wilde won that lip sync against Tatiana. Period. Fully agree. Um, however, what I'll say is, I guess it's an example of early production shenanigans. It's always been there in Drag Race. Jessica is such a sweetheart. She is one of the most genuine, lovely girls. You never ever hear a bad word said about Jessica. She is. She was the true Miss Congeniality of season two pandora got it but pandora was an underdog fan favorite and that's kind of what miss congeniality meant back then it was voted for by the fans and you know not to discredit pandora but jessica was the sweetheart of that cast in a cast that was filled with acrimony morgan versus mystique tatiana versus raven tyra versus everybody it was just the, one of the best seasons. It was Tatiana versus Raven, and then it was Tatiana versus Tyra. Yeah, and then yeah, and then yeah, it was. And Jessica managed to stay out of it the whole time. She's a. You can see it so many times. She just tries to be diplomatic, tries to be friends with people because she's a genuine sweetheart, and she really, really deserves this opportunity for her talent and for being such a lovely person. Yep, I agree. I agree. Also, we have to remember she is the original Miss Congeniality because 
not to say anything bad about Pandora because we love her. Oh, we do. But she lied on the main stage. <laughs> no. She lied on the main stage when she said, everyone asks Tyra to stop singing so obnoxiously. And that's not the truth. Well, Tatiana asked her to stop singing. Yeah, but she said everyone. But maybe and then Tatiana backstage, was representing And then backstage, um, backstage, she was like, I didn't say that. Oh, And then Tyra was like, you said... I, from your lips, she's actually called her out. So Pandora, that's not misconstrued. That's not congenial. It's <laughs> not congenial behaviour. I'm sorry, Pandora. Sorry, We're Pandora. taking away your title now. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, you're a liar. <laughs> it's not, it's not no, I you. think I think Pandora was so she struggled so much with conflict. I think there was just a moment when she spoke, and you could hear the anxiety in her voice on stage, and she misspoke. She really did. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to Jessica, wonderful queen. Last seen as a lip sync assassin. Um. Not she... orchestrated at all uh, with sending home her best friend, Jada. Yeah. N- you know, that's complete coincidence. You know, it's reality TV. And that's why we love it. Um, but so happy to hear back. I th- think... She's I a mean, trendsetter. She... Pardon? She's, she's a trendsetter. She must be one of the queens with one of the longest gaps, right? Between her original oh, season it's and It's got to be more back. than 10 years of that. Well, season two is literally like 13 years ago. She's a trendsetter. She was the first queen to do Tyra. Sorry. First queen to do RuPaul yes, in yes, the Snatch yes, yes. game. Yeah. Time for you to let's sing for your life. <laughs> and I think that's one of the other bits about Jessica. She's just so funny. Sometimes unintentionally, but often intentionally. She knows how to laugh at herself. She, she had the cajones. To, to do RuPaul in front of RuPaul. Mm. She was great as that chicken in the uh, home fried meal mm-hmm. challenge. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, the iconic dreams of a golden child. <laughs> like, well, you know, I just love her. I, I can't wait to see what she brings. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, we're glad she's back. I didn't come to race. I came to cruise. Canada in the house, bitches. Hi, I'm Jimbo, and you may remember me from Canada's Drag Race Season 1 and UK versus the world. The breast of the West, the tits of the top. Big tits, that's me. <laughs> you missed your mother's smell, my goddamn fingers. <laughs> Jimbo is a drag clown and all about pushing boundaries and leaving people wondering, what the hell? <laughs> Silence! Jimbo. 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 Where do we even start with Jimbo? She she is our only third-timer queen here, and she's our only international queen, but not our first international queen on... Of course, we've had the... The Viv. We've had um, the Vivian. The Viv, one of our favourites ever. Exactly. One of the reasons we started this podcast. Yeah. But it seems like almost now that conventional all-stars on... US outside of versus the world and global all stars and stuff, it might start having international superstars on there, which Jimbo fits the bill. Yeah. Every inch of her. So Jimbo, Canada Drag Race won. Yeah. Quick stint on there. Very underappreciated. She was and, and I think we've said this time and time again. She was very looked over because very. she wasn't known. She wasn't because she wasn't a it was let's be honest. There was a lot of bias in there. I don't yes. know who you are, so you can't be that good. Even though you're doing good, it can't be great. It can't be good at all, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody acknowledges the <laughs> the judging on season one of Canada's Drag Race was homophobic. It was homophobic. It was transphobic. It was clownphobic, panphobic, embiphobic, phobophobic. Was phobophobic? <laughs> it was just phobic. It was just full stop. Yeah, it was phobic. phobic. <laughs> I have a phobia of, of their um, judging. Um, it seems to be biased towards queens from Toronto and very known queens like Rita. And queens like Jimbo, among others, I will say, performed really, really well and just got swept under the... There are so many... I mean, she won the Snatch Game, deservedly. Nobody else... There was no way they could have not given her that. But there are so many other challenges. Like, um, wh- what do you remember of the... Um, advert the, challenge other than... Um, it's my special day! Of course. 
The and makeup. that denim look. Oh, oh so good. Lee, was that Lee Bowery? It was kind of Lee Bowery inspired. It's very Lee Bowery silhouette. It was amazing. There were so many opportunities that she could have got the win, but they didn't give it to her. And I do feel like the reason that people rallied behind her yeah. is because of her mistreatment from the judging and the judges. But also, we saw a bit of this this complexity in her personality. This When she's pushed, the, the clownish facade drops and like a certain darkness can come out which it. we love it <laughs> yeah that's it that's definitely it. like for example when uh she's judged King. quite harshly for her um pageant look which i thought was very very good actually very like 60s balenciaga um and um i, I can't remember if she asked for feedback or if rita gave it unsolicited i think rita said can i give you something and, and jim was like please and she was said something about your makeup looks a bit old and then <laughs> jimbo came back with your hair looks like it's been done in a toilet your lace line looks like barf and just this whole tirade it was absolutely fantastic but she's and she's progressed so much since then and we saw in uk versus the world what do you remember most about her stint on UK versus the world. I remember her amazing talent show. Oh, which so good. I didn't understand, but I still found it amazing. It, it was unique. It was clownery. It was performance art. This, this is what I can say about Jimbo. Jimbo has this excellence in living in a character. Mm. She can she can become a character and fully live in that character and become that Very character. That, yeah. And that is just who she is mm-hmm. um, for that moment in that number she she just loves in it and it's it's it's, it's a real talent it's a real talent to do really, that really. she's very good at giving us reality tv moments her exit lines are legendary yes <laughs> yes um i think i'll what- get you uh, and your little dog too talking about you michelle that was so good i, I laughed i cracked up at that um she's very very and i think this is part of her persona like giving big emotion I think she takes it there, even in the reunion, you know, when the other moment with Pangina, because obviously we know that Pangina eliminated her from UK vs. the World, when Jimbo was one of the front runners, it was a really big moment. And we we were very sad to see her go so early because she'd been in the top two twice in three episodes. Mm. And then her, her Achilles heel, I think, is she's not a fantastic lip syncer. Tell me about that first ever lip sync on... Uh, UK versus the world. Do you remember where um, Pangina had to save her? I mean, she Pangina went from saving time. her to just being like, "I can't deal with this anymore. You've got to go." Yeah, she was. <laughs> Jim, lip syncing is just not Jimbo's thing. So I think that played into her bottom placement in the the Rusical challenge in UK versus the world. She was that kind of Toto character, wasn't she? Mm, it just it's just the dance part. Of mm-hmm. it, or in, especially the, it's it's really difficult to say what it, it is. The choreography that really gets to her, yeah, and having to play a a character that she really doesn't identify with. For example, when they were doing the when she did the um sorry, yes, sorry. I was thinking of that, yeah, where she didn't ha- where she had to be like maybe a pop star kind of girl, sexy girl. She doesn't identify with it, and but her rap was amazing. Her you want to this? So good. Take, take a listen, listen to this. this. Honey, grab a drink, I take the piss. Grab a towel. I think I spilled some tea. You, you make, make messy TV backwards. Now we're in HD. Hard <laughs> I mean, her rap was amazing. Her performance is what let her down. There's an edit that's not on YouTube anymore, and it's a supercut of all the like struggle bus choreography in sorry not sorry and it was so so good jimbo ilona stasi superstars who were struggling with choreography but yeah she was like she was quite lackluster in that but, career. The, but she can do everything else there it is she can do literally everything else her looks on uk versus the world were second to none even on canada's drag race when she had less of a budget concept execution her makeup Needed a little work, but that's come right up now. It's you can learn these things, you know. That's it. But she's got star presence, concepts, clownery, put in an acting challenge, put in snatch game. She will just kill it. Snatch game. I mean one of two superstar um Joan Rivers. Snatch game was just a masterclass. You miss your mother. Smell my fingers. We do need to talk about um and I think this is something over the years, and I think 
it's something that's going to come up again because her entrance look, I think, was, you know, it was great. I mean, I that's a very convincing bodysuit. I couldn't see any lines. I, could, I was just like, that so looks really real. These bodysuits are out there. I've seen, um, what's her name? Um, the... Oh, the makeup artist slash queen who does like amazing uh, trip uh, impersonations of people. Uh, what's it? Alexis. I completely forgot her name now, but I've seen her wear something similar, but less exaggerated. Mm. Um, now, over the years, I think quite recently as well, there's been a um, there's been a lot of talk about the aesthetic of. The big boobs, mm-hmm. specifically the big boobs. And that's kind of come to the forefront um, whenever people are discussing her look now. What are, what are, all, what are, your, what are your thoughts? Because I have thoughts. I think that it's a complex and interesting topic uh, because what Jimbo presents currently, and it's become increasing throughout her career, is a very exaggerated... Um, feminine proportion with really big boobs, big hips. And I think there are multiple ways to interpret it. And I think that people's emotional response to that can be valid, whatever your interpretation. If anything, I think it generates interesting discussion. My personal point of view is that Jimbo is not making fun of women. I think that Jimbo is making fun of the weird expectations and misogynistic stereotypes placed upon women and attitudes yes and so i i think that's drag i think that's commentary i think that's provocative i think it generates conversation so i am in favor of that however i can also see the perspective that some people might just say no she's just being reductive she's just making fun of women and, and it's just and, really, f- and that's that's chauvinistic, and I validate that as well. It's just really weird that people are saying you can do drag, but it has to be palatable mm. for me. Mm. Um, but then, on the other end, mm-hmm. what about queens like Violet Chachki and Pearl who don't wear breasts, who don't do bre- who don't pad? I think there's something to be said about how drag can represent women of any body type right and like women do have this there are some women who have this body type and so why shouldn't they have representation mm. why is jimbo and, getting a, a, a kind of and, and there are women the who, bad end yeah and there are women who although i do think actually violet and pearl did get some criticism at that time for representing almost like the heroin chic kind of um in inverted commas boyish kind of uh body shape but you know people people in the world have every kind of body shape and some people like to see their representation some people don't and they're entitled to their own opinions and i think it's one of the wonderful things about the art form of drag that it stimulates conversation about things like this i don't think there's a right answer yeah but i think there's personal opinions there it is and they're all valid in my opinion i mean i don't know jimbo but this is what i want to say i don't think jimbo anymore cares about winning i don't think (laughs) i don't think jimbo cares about winning right i think jimbo wants a to be on tv a wants attention a wants people she wants to make people laugh i think think she she lives for it she She lives lives for it yeah the clown in her i think she Mm -hmm. lives for the applause i think she lives to make Um, people laugh don't you bring that (laughs) nation if i see that girl if i see that (laughs) i think she does i think she genuinely lives for the applause and i think she genuinely lives to make people happy she's a clown that's it I, i think a lot of her kind of reality tv esque moments that some people think were her being a bitch were her having a moment and playing it up and exaggerating her emotions and being a clown i may be misrep i may be misinterpreting that she might be a bitch yeah but i'll be funny jumbo's like um actually i want to win and i I didn't think that i was uh doing any of those things i actually um i have a killer instinct yeah and i'm here for the crown bitch yeah we're sorry then we apologize but it it just seems like she just wants to make good tv she wants to you know she wants to be known be loved Mm -hmm. and make people laugh that's the kind of sense that i'm getting she doesn't have that killer instinct but one thing as well is that i don't I don't feel like, and we always say this about many other queens as a bad thing, but I don't feel like I know Jimbo. 
And I, I'm not mad at that. I agree with that. So there are a lot of queens who I feel like there's an artifice that stops me getting to know them that I resent because I feel like it's too artificial. But with Jimbo, I feel like it's cool because she's a clown. And like, I do think there's a person behind Jimbo that only her most inner circle. I do recall, I do recall learning that she's married um, to a man. And I think, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that there's, they have a child. And so there's this person with this everyday kind of, uh, home life and then there's Jimbo the drag clown and I think it's okay to keep those things separate I think you'd be a good person to interview um, Jimbo I would love I would love to meet and know more about Jimbo I, I, th- I think she's quite fascinating I'll throw her a text go on yeah I'll drop, FaceTime her later her DM. and yeah, yeah. we'll see no um look Jimbo can I say one more thing yeah um, so we know Jimbo can do it all she can act she is Greater improv. She's got looks. We know that her Achilles heel is um, lip syncing. Now, the All Stars format, as we have known it over the past few years, involves lip syncing for the win. Whether you're in a top two or a top one against an All Stars, uh, a lip sync assassin, is Jimbo going to get any wins this season? <laughs> She'll get a lot of high placements. She'd get so many high placements. And this is a spoken word one, like when they did with Monet versus um, Jinx. That had such a good reception. I think we'll be seeing more of that. I think that's the only way. <laughs> that's the only way Jimbo will get wins. I, I want to see her perform Shangela's Sugar Daddy monologue. I want to see her perform something from like It. The Clown. Or the... Um, or Modern Family, Cam. Or Miranda Priestley. Miranda Priestley or Regina George. I mean, there's there are so many mm. gay icon moments that can be captured here. So, um, producers, you're welcome. Throw Jimbo a bone, yeah. frankly. Please, <laughs> please. I'm back, back, these bitches. The La La experience is back. You know me from season 13. They called the Miss Cadillac to come back, so I had to come back to attack, honey. One of the history of the show's best narrators is La La Yeah, I'm really happy to see La La back. And T- I'm, tell me why you're happy to see La La back. Because she's just got that, you know what? I want to be her friend. She's, yeah. she's got that kind of energy and the way that she talks is just very, it's just, it's such a good spirit. It's a, she's got a good vibe and um, she's a good time. And again, the way that mm-hmm. she narrates is just so interesting. I want to hear her opinion on what's going on at the moment. Yeah. I want to know what she's thinking about what's going on because mm-hmm. she's, she's such a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. That said, I need to see a redemption. Oops, sorry. Oh, God. I need to see a redemption 2.0 of the amazing, and and it is iconic, paper bag dress. So if there is not a redemption runway theme this season with Lala Ree wearing the bag dress, but in a huge eleganza extravaganza, then I'm going to stop watching. I just wanted to walk down with the same corset, but Chanel, a Chanel bag, a Balenciaga bag, a horse bag. Remember like um, Raja's paper money or uh, Acid Betty's paper money dress? Absolutely. That with the bags. Okay. You know, back piece, big collar, asymmetric No, I wanted to have actual bags. From those designers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that could work. Actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, do you know what? If she wants to make a statement, she should walk down in the original outfit and say, no, this is iconic. This is iconic. Nothing needs to change. It's yeah, perfect. This is, yeah. I don't know why I was in the bottom that week. First of all, mm-hmm. first of all, I don't But let's just remind everyone here that this is a title holder. Oh, international title holder. She has the Golden Boot Award and Miss Congeniality. And she was put, in the lip sync assassin category with Denali, but Denali won the lip sync in the reunion. I mean, this, I want you to watch this. She's, a, she's got this a fantastic a, skill set. This is a title holding queen. The Lallery. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but let's see. I mean, her lip syncs are memorable. She did a lip sync with Fancy against Joey J, the first um, queen to ever come out on the show. Um, to Fancy, so brave. Oh, I'm so, so brave. fancy. And she, I mean, the best thing that she did in that one. Not only was she dancing beautifully, but when Joey J threw out the money, she pe- she so, picked so it good. up. She so picked good. up those. She picked up those that, notes. That's the moment she won the lip sync. It was yeah. so so good. And then she had the amazing lip sync against Elliot Two T's with that Kelly Clarkson song. I can't remember. Um, but she still put up a good fight. Oh, she did. Yeah. She did. But Elliot was. I mean, Elliot's Elliot good. Was a very good performer. Elliot was really good. I, th- I just think Lala is one of those girls who she was an early out. She wasn't a first out, but she was like, was she like fourth out something like that? And I just think. I'm very excited to see what else she has to give. And having seen her promo look as well, I've just got a good feeling that she's coming back with like a renewed vigor and she's going to be... All all those things we loved about Lala are going to be back and more with more polish. Yeah. Let's bear in mind she's there with Candy Muse, who's her season 13 sister, Alliance. I don't know. Are Alliances relevant in this? Who knows? Um... I remember as well a very distinct moment from the improv challenge that you enjoyed. The, the improv challenge where she's the the psychiatrist or the therapist. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're having the interview with Bossy Rossi in the yeah. back and and someone's backyard mm-hmm. and she walks through the gate and then the the back lights come on and she does the whole like freeze <laughs> i so good. loved that moment i'm pretty sure i i died when it happened because it's just you know we've all been there you know when we're when we're about to like break into someone's house oh and yeah, yeah the security I lights remember. come on yeah. and we're like we're, we're taken by surprise <laughs> you, you know <laughs> i i love that moment I, I really do let's not forget she is from the dynasty Oh, yes. Of the Iman family. Yes, she is. Tamisha, Iman is coming for you to, to show, show the world, world what, what I, I can do. do. Oh, I love it. Lot, um, I mean, she's a... She's got a sunny disposition. She's a naturally funny girl. And just with that little bit of extra, like, time to 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 develop herself and to get a little bit of extra polish. And coin. I, and coin. I'm quite excited to see Lala. I, I'm really excited to see what she brings. Absolutely. Um, She was part of the bald-headed brigade, but... That never went verse. anywhere, did it? Her verse. But with um, Candy, she was good friends with Candy because she, she was in the BHB as well. She tells no lies. Lala does not lie. And her verse on congratulations... Mm. She says, watch my runway gag their throats. And she did. She proved that that was the case. She delivered. In in her defense, yeah, I will say her other runways were actually pretty cool. I remember a really fun Pepper La Beja Lame moment. I really liked her reptile from Mortal Kombat does drag kind of snakeskin moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was a lot to love about what she brought on the runway. Uh, and she did um, a Josephine Baker tribute as well, didn't she? There was just she did some really lovely things on the I runway. I think we could stand to get a bit more from uh, more about her, and I really do mm. hope that she goes the distance because I do want to know more about Lallery. I really do. I want more. I'm really glad she's back. We didn't really get to see a vulnerable side to her. Mm-hmm. We got the fun side. I, I really do hope that we can get into um, a, a deeper side so that we can connect with her on a different level definitely that's definitely. what i want yeah. as a, um from a performance stand i think that i want to see her dance more because she was an amazing performer um and that's where i'm at yeah i think a girl group challenge will be really really good this season uh, they'll absolutely i think there's a girl. lot of girls here apart from jimbo who will do really really well in a girl group challenge i think she'll do great i think if jim in a girl group challenge though jimbo at this point, could adopt the right persona okay, to make it work. Lala will kill it. Alexis would kill it. Candy Muse would kill it. I think it's, I think this is... Um, it's going to be a good series. Now, these are all the queens. I'm really excited um, about this for the same reason I was excited about All Star 6. Mm-hmm. Because when we saw the announcement of All Star 6, there were no... 
obvious people to that's take right from, to take that's the right and i think i remember us saying that that's kind of what made that series the best to watch because we we're like okay who do we root for and you're kind of like basing your support on the merits of their performance every yes. week and so it was it was actually more organic in that sense and i do love this cast because of that same reason i think it's fantastic if, if i did say there is a hard hitter. Let's be completely honest. If I look at the cast, it's, let, me, let me just go through it one more time. Well, should we name it? Like, should we say it now before we've seen any episodes? I'll say, okay, I'll say it first. Our top three or four. My top three is going to be Darian Lake. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Alexis Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I want to say Jimbo so much. <laughs> lip sync that's going to be the challenge for Jim yeah I'm going to say it now James Mansfield I'm hoping for James Mansfield to go far because I think that she's done a tricksy in the sense that she's proved herself probably one of the most outside of the show and Mm -hmm. I do have a sense that you know what this is her time so I'm going to say James I'm going to so just on the subject of Jimbo I think we saw on Versus the World that Rue loves Jimbo. That was her first ex- exposure to her in a, a judging capacity. And I just feel like Rue is going to make it work for Jimbo that we get maximum Jimbo time. For the first time in Drag Race history, <laughs> there will be no lip sync battles. <laughs> there will be it no lip syncing be... all season. Yeah, it will be based on the Mexi Challenge. <laughs> Thank It'll you. Be based on cup size. Jimbo, <laughs> you have won the season. Um, I So it, it, I think if I'm visualizing, I'm going to say a top four for me, okay? I just feel like, based on what I've seen of them before, skills they could bring to the table, Alexis, Darianne, and Jimbo. Yep. And I think there's going to be like a wild card up in there. A girl who did not do well before, or went home early rather before, and she's going to make it this time. And I think that's, for me, that's either Lala Ree or James Mansfield. Okay, so you've given me five names. Thank you. That's yeah, half, I've given you five 50% names. 50% of the cast. That's 50% of the cast. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wonder if one of them will make it to the final. <laughs> one of your 50%, you know, the odds are Watch, in your I, favor. I've got it like 100% wrong. <laughs> yes. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. if it's, oh, actually got none in there. Great. Look, we've got one week next week. Um, and then after that, we have... All Stars A. I mean, we're excited. I want to get into it. I want to see how they interact, how they engage. I want to see what the challenges are. I want to see what the new twists are. Um, but I want, I'm want. i excited. I, I am. I'm excited. Next week, we'll be covering King Charles' coronation. So tune in for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, yes. Why not? No, we, we might pop in for um, just to give you some sound bites. Um, I think we'll find something we to feel. do, won't we? See something we, we we'll we'll pop in and, and drop a yeah. little podcast, perhaps. But um, get ready for all stars, everyone. Um, that's if anybody us. has any topic suggestions out there, feel free to let us know. Yeah, exactly. Great. Uh, this is Bolo and Doctor Tom. We'll see you guys next time. Lots of love. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs>